Thank you for tuning in to Bible Storming Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our aim is to help you be intentional in how you think about the Bible. It is more than just reading the words. It is about diving deep into the text. So let's study together. Here is your host, Daniel Webster. What is up, Bible Stormers, and welcome to the final episode of the very first season of the Bible Storming Podcast. If you're still listening, 14 episodes, I think 14 episodes in, I have well, I have, I have a lot of questions for you. Um, first of all, why? <laughs> why? Why are you still here? Um, no, but I'm, I'm so grateful for you taking this journey with me. If you've been here since the beginning, thank you so much for letting me talk to you for hours on end throughout this season, for giving me that time of day to talk about the deep things of Scripture, or to try to think through the deep things of theology and Christianity and Scripture. I'm so thankful for that. I really have no idea how how many people um, have have listened to the Bible Storming podcast this season. I know we we hit a thousand downloads a while ago, but I I can't remember, or I haven't checked really since then uh, what the numbers look like, but just just that one person would listen to this is such a blessing to me and i really it, it's such a blessing to me to be able to do this podcast as it gives me kind of an outlet for um for the the deeper things where uh, i get to kind of talk through some of the things that i'm thinking through in my life and try to figure them out along with you so i'm so thankful for that and i'm hoping that as as the the bible storming podcast keeps going we're going to keep building a community of bible stormers of people who really want to think through the deep things of scripture and try to try to really understand and try to grasp those things to the extent that they understand them, but then also can talk about them with other people and respect other people's studied viewpoints and, and those kind of things. So anyways, I'm so thankful that you're with me, and I'm so thankful that you're still with me up to this point. And I know that Scattered Abroad Network has, has a whole lot of exciting things planned for this summer and for season two, so Stay tuned for for those announcements and those those upcoming events and such. Um, not, probably not physical events, especially because of COVID, but but you know virtual events and and audio events through the different podcasts. So stay tuned for those. Check out the socials for Scattered Abroad and and just be on the lookout. I know there's a lot of good things coming, and we will be back sometime in August for the start of season two. They've told me when it is, but I have completely forgotten. So (laughs) it's sometime in August. Season two of the Bible Storming Podcast will resume. So I hope to see you then. But for now, let's finish up our our three-part little mini-series on omnipotence. By the way, Caleb, if you're listening, man, thanks for letting me know all that information about uh, about season two and all that. And um, I promise it was not in vain, <laughs> even if I can't remember it now. But let's talk about omnipotence for a little bit. We've talked about the, what the Bible has to say about omnipotence and, and how God is omnipotent. He is almighty. He is El Shaddai. Also, he can, well, he can do anything. Also, we talked about the the kind of the philosophical side of omnipotence and try to try to think through the the actual definition of what it actually means and what it actually looks like with God and how we can respond to those who challenge the omnipotence of God with different omnipotence paradoxes. So we've handled all that stuff. Now, for this episode, I'm really excited about this because in this episode, I want us to talk about what omnipotence actually 
means, like in real life. Let's let's apply this this deep concept, incredibly deep idea of omnipotence to our lives. What does it mean? Well, first, it means something for our relationship with God. I think this is so important in the, the modern spiritual landscape. It means something. Omnipotence means something for how we look at God, how we relate to God. In Job 40 and verse 2, God says to Job, Shall a fault finder contend with the Almighty? The fact that God is Almighty, is the Almighty One, means that we don't get to contend with Him. He may perplex us, and, and we may question Him in lowliness for, for understanding, but, but not for the purpose of indictment. We don't get to accuse our Maker. When we try to do that, we set ourselves or, or some court of appeals above God. And that is, that is a horrendous sin. Romans chapter 9, verses 20 and 21, Paul says, But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, Why have you made me like this? Has, has the potter no right over the clay? God deserves our utmost unreserved reverence. But reverence is a foreign emotion to almost all of us. Especially, like, naturally speaking, we don't naturally feel reverence for many things, if, if any things. We just don't feel the emotion of reverence. Most people don't have any kind of experience of reverence. But if your God is only your buddy or your pal or your grandfather, he cannot be revered. John Piper is, is a preacher, and I don't agree with him on a whole lot of things, but I, I want to read you this, this little quote from him. He says, there are many affections you can feel for a little God, but reverence is not one of them. He then cites Isaiah 8.13, which says, let him be your fear and let him be your dread. And he goes on to say, John Piper does, reverence is the combination of admiration and fear, awe and dread, wonder and terror. It's an emotion that we were made to experience. And in its absence, We create motion pictures and take vacations, which do their best to provide a substitute. We long to be all struck. We long for some friendly terror and some joyful dread. And the only way we will ever experience it is to know the Lord as God Almighty, the Omnipotent. The Omnipotence of God means something for our relationship with Him. It means that we must revere Him like we have never revered anything else. But also, the omnipotence of God means something for the end of time. This is a scary one. In 2 Thessalonians 1, verses 7 through 9, Paul is talking about when Jesus is going to be revealed from heaven, and he says what is that's going to happen with his mighty angels and flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. In the book of Revelation, John describes a scene of a white horse with a rider who is called Faithful and True. His eyes are like a flame of fire. He's wearing a robe dipped in blood. And and it says in, in Revelation 19 that he has a name that no one knows, but he's called the Word of God. The armies of heaven are following behind him. And, and in verses 15 and 16 of Revelation 19, it says this, From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God 
the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If God is Almighty, one thing is for sure. No one who resists him can succeed. Oh, the the arrogant and the unbelieving may seem to prosper for a while. The psalmist struggled with this. Psalm 73, verses 18 through 20, specifically 19 through 20. He said, How are they destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors? Like a dream when one wakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. It is complete stupidity to disobey the Almighty. There is nothing logical about disobeying an omnipotent being. He cannot be tricked. He's omniscient. He cannot be thwarted. He cannot be defeated. And there's coming a day when he will dispose of those who disobey him. I don't want to be on that side of history. So it means something for the end of time. But most applicable, maybe, to our lives right now is that it means something about me, about you. First, it means that the opposite of all of that, all of that wrath and terror, is my reality. All of that recompense and and wrath and terror for those who have refused the terms of God's treaty, the opposite of that is my reality. It's refuge. Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Have you ever let it hit home for you? All all that it means to say, my God who knows me and loves me and gave himself for me is almighty. It means that if you take your place under the shadow of the almighty, you are protected by omnipotence. There is infinite and unending and impenetrable security in the almightiness of God. The opposite of that wrath is my reality, to refuge. But also, the omnipotence of God means that God can meet my needs. There is no prayer too hard. There's no need too great. There's no temptation too strong. There's no misery too deep. God can meet my needs, and yours too. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. As as my dad, he's a preacher, as he said, that's a blank check. (laughs) We have a blank check from the omnipotent one. But also, the omnipotence of God means that I am, you are, a walking stick of dynamite. Because the same power that brought the universe into being out of nothing and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in you to do God's will. Listen to to this verse, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 6 through 10. It says, For God, who said, let light shine out out of darkness. So the God who spoke the universe into existence in Genesis chapter 1 has shown into in, in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, if you're saved today, it's because the same God who said, let there be light, is the same God who said, let there be light in your heart. Notice how Paul keeps going. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. And so he's referring to our, our frail, weak, mortal bodies to show that the surpassing power 
belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Our bodies are frail, they're, they're mortal, they're, they're wasting away. Yet, while death is at work in these mortal bodies, there's, there's the powerful, transcendent life of God that's, that's resonating there in our spiritual selves, in that ultimate reality, and is working through us and gives us strength to endure every affliction and trial, like Paul describes in, in 2 Corinthians 4. Also in Ephesians 1, Paul says this, beginning verse 19, going down through verse 21, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So in 2 Corinthians, Paul says that it is the God who spoke the world into existence, whose transcendent power is at work in us. And here in Ephesians, he says that it is the immeasurable greatness of the power of him who raised Jesus from the dead that is now at work in us. I firmly believe that we limit God through our reduced vision of what he can do in our lives. Paul says that the power of God at work inside of us is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. I heard about a preacher who visited a couple in a, in a super like remote place, just out in the middle of nowhere, in different different country. And this couple was was obviously very poor, as well as being illiterate. They they couldn't read. And the preacher noticed a, a $1,000 bill in a frame hanging on a wall. This preacher asked, where did you get that? The, the husband answered and said, a city hunter was injured near here and we nursed him back to health and he gave it to us. We thought it was a pretty picture, so we framed it. <laughs> Some of us are like that when, when it comes, I'm, 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 almost, like I'm, I'm kind of gasping in laughter from, from incredulity, like, Some of us are like that with the power of God inside of us. We need to ask for and think up greater things from God for him to do great work through us and not to limit him because of our limited vision of what he can do through his power inside of us. Because by ourselves, we are weak and powerless. But Jesus living in us gives us tremendous power. Notice the difference between John 15.5 and Philippians 4.13. John 15, 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That shows how much power we have. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. In other words, you you can do nothing of any spiritual significance. But notice Philippians 4, 13. Paul says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What a wonderful paradox this is. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. But through him, we can do everything. The remarkable thing about this is that God's power works through our weakness, not not just simply in spite of it. So 
As you probably know, if you are listening to this podcast, Paul seems to have suffered from some kind of chronic disease or disability that hindered him in his travels. In 2 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 10, we we read about an incredibly private moment in the life of Paul. He says, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Wait, what? (laughs) Paul rejoiced in his weakness because in that weakness, everyone could see the power of God. The power of God is at work inside of us, and we cannot underestimate that. And when we are weak and we go through our hardest times, those are the times when that power can be seen most clearly in our lives. The omnipotence of God is not just a big word. It's not just a big concept that is a place where skeptics will will try to attack the theist's position and, and trip them up. It means so much for our lives, because that big power, that that huge power, the power that created everything from nothing is currently at work inside of you and inside of me. And we have the power, because of God's choice to give us free will, we have the power to limit that power. We also have the power to pray as hard as we possibly can to let that power shine in our weakness, to let God do amazing things through me, through you. Even with with all of our weaknesses and frailties and failures, God can do amazing things in us. We just have to let him. And it is all because of his omnipotence. He is God Almighty. He is El Shaddai, he can do anything. As Jesus said, nothing is impossible with God. So, until next time, let's give it a couple months. Think on that. Over this summer, think about how God can do amazing, unheard of, ridiculous, awesome, majestic things through you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.